Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. Today we're going to wrap up our rankings episode for the preseason. We're going to do our top 15 tight ends today. Go over who we like, which is in probably the, you know, least exciting position just because it drops off so quickly. There's just not much there after these top guys, I don't think. There's a lot of guys that are just like, hey, we don't know. We'll talk about all of them in just a minute. But before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. You can go to our YouTube page as well, youtube.com slash Fantasy Football Profit. Or if you want to become a patron of the show, go to patreon.com slash Fantasy Football Profit. We're on there as well. You can help us out as when that Jeff tight ends we're just gonna jump right into it we'll talk about these top three really quick because everyone knows who the top three are it's pretty simple Travis Kelsey's number one Ertz Ertz Kittle I went Ertz Kittle you went Kittle Ertz I can see the argument on going Kittle over Ertz if maybe you think Dallas Goddard's gonna eat away from Ertz slightly which Dallas Goddard's extremely talented tight end where he could at some point and you know Kittle actually gets his uh, quarterback this year so think how good he was last year without Garoppolo there for much of the season. So he could be really good. So yeah, you went you went Kittle over. It's just preference, I guess, in that way. It's just really sure. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just. I mean, I guess the uh, only other one that you have to talk about is I think that Kittle will up his receptions just a little bit. He had 88 last year compared to Zach Ertz, who had 116. That is a something to really think about if you're doing a PPR. Right now, our rankings are for half PPR. So if it's full, maybe maybe Ertz jumps over him. Um, yeah, I still like Kittle. I think he has bigger playability. I think he's uh, he's needed much more. Um, Zach Ertz is incredibly safe, though. And like you said, if you're getting any of these top three, you're in really good shape. So that's it. Yeah, we really don't have to talk yeah. about those guys very much. It, I guess the only thing that comes in is, do you reach on any of them, though? Do you draft them? We normally wouldn't get a tight end early. Is Would you do it with one of these guys? You know what? I have not. Yeah, and see, I haven't either, so I just don't think I will. It's, It just hasn't, you know, fallen to a spot where, you know, I want them. Right. And nothing against that. I don't. If you want to go with that strategy, sure, try it. But I'm just, I'm not there. So I'm not going to pick them. So actually, you know, I'm going to go to the next grouping of players. We're just going to keep grouping them together. We'll talk about these guys a little more here. So I'll go with these three because they're our fourth, fifth, and sixth. O.J. Howard is fourth. David Njoku, or Hunter Henry's fifth, David Njoku's sixth. <laughs> I was about to be like, what? Yeah, I have Njoku higher than you do. Much higher, yeah. But we'll start with O.J. Howard. He's clear-cut number four for us. I think the thing is, it's not just a potential. We saw it last year for a time. He ended up still as, like, what, the 10th uh, tight end last year or something? Even though he, what, I don't even know how many games he actually played. He was, I think, ended up being a tight end. He ended 10. up being number 10. Yep, and he played in 10 games, I think. Yeah. That's it. And he was already the 10th. He was really starting to, you know, you could see the potential there. You saw it, and then he gets hurt. I don't see why you, that won't continue. He's going to continue to get better. He should have a better offense this year. I do believe Bruce Arians is going to help. That I don't, some people, I think, take it overboard a little bit. But I think with some consistency, too, if Winston's just the guy, they're not just, you know, switching out quarterbacks every other game have some consensus consistency. I think he's going to be a really good tight end and he could 
become one of these top guys. And I guess we're already ranking him as such. Tight ends, I guess, the position where you really rank on potential because there really isn't much else to go off of on the rest of the guys after this. Yeah. So Howard, number four. I think the other thing you have to look at after the top three, really the top three are the only ones that get a large portion of the receptions on their team for the most part. I mean, every once in a while, the other guys will get one or you can point out someone that was hurt, like Olsen or someone like that. It's more of a touchdown thing. Right, exactly. After the top three, it becomes more about touchdowns. And that is Mm -hmm. why O.J. Howard standing 6'6", 250 pounds on a very heavily throwing offense, not only is he good, but he also stands to to gain on everyone. And really the only reason why Eric Ebron was such a dynamic playmaker last year at the tight end position is because he caught a ton of touchdowns, even though, you know, his numbers don't rank anywhere near those top three where he talked about. So, and then I get, okay, number five, Hunter Henry. It was touchdowns, touchdowns really, with him his, his rookie season. His second season, the touchdowns went down a little bit, and, you know, his, he only had 45 catches, but we saw that you could see it there, the potential. They just didn't want to go away from Antonio Gates at the time. Has Antonio Gates officially retired? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't think you got to worry about him anymore. So, but Hunter Henry, it was, um, yeah, you saw the potential. We expected it last year. It was really going to be a season. And the injury happened. It mm-hmm. just sucks. But, oh, God, there's an article I just pulled up, Antonio Gates. Chargers not closing door on tight end Antonio Gates returning for 17th season. My God, just please give that up. Yeah, you would not be tight end one no matter what. So rest assured, Hunter Henry is going to be the guy. And yeah. we see the potential of big time. You had him fifth. I had him sixth. And... Yeah, good offense again. It's in, there's another good offense, good quarterback, young, good young player. It should all work out. Yeah, it just should. And I really love. I don't think anything uh, should derail him. I, I think he is dynamic in the red zone. You saw that eight touchdowns as a rookie um, when he was even the tight end number two. Uh, four touchdowns in the year after that, which obviously that's what you were talking about with the regression a little bit. But at the same time. Um, you saw where everything else went. Uh, Melvin Gordon just blew up with touchdowns. Obviously, Gates was still there. Um, they were doing things a little differently. And then now this year, I think it's even more in line with him. If Gordon holds out, he was, he's was he been dynamic around the goal line. That That is definitely going to be something they have to change up because you're not going to give you know Justin Jackson or Eckler the same uh, tries around the goal line. I wouldn't think so. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You also have Mike Williams, and then you have Hunter Henry, two very tall guys that can go up and get it. Um, I love that there's both of them. That means that you can't just key on one of them. I think Hunter Henry is going to be an absolute killer when it comes in the red zone this year because mm-hmm. Phillips, Phillip Rivers loves to throw to the tight end. Everything's lining up. I just pray that he stays healthy. That has been the only thing holding this young guy back. Let's go to number six, David. Actually, it's a tie. We actually had a tie here. I'm, this is the one that is already surprising me. I didn't realize this. So it's going to be Evan Ingram, I assume. And David Njoku. And Njoku. Yeah. You have Njoku ranked above Evan Ingram. I have him fifth. Njoku. You have him fifth. Yeah. So you have him above Hunter Henry as yeah. well. Okay. I get that one. Is that because of injury? Ingram? Or yeah. Evan Ingram? No, 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 I'm sorry. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, it's still, yeah, it's coming off ACL. A I'm lot not 100% of, sure. Okay. And Evan Ingram is more of the team. But, but, I'm going to say with Ingram... It maybe works out to his advantage. They Thank have no you. one else to Thank throw you. to. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. It it very well could. I'm not going to discount that. And it's it's a real thing. Like, you know what? I've been down on it because, oh, this team's just bad. But you know what? Maybe I'm looking at it. Okay. okay. 
tight end rankings, I will say, I do base it a lot more off potential. Like I said, this is so much more off potential in just my gut feeling and who I like than maybe other positions are. Other positions I don't rank like this. Truly, I don't. Tight ends, I just, I like David Njoku. So the problem is with Njoku too, I'll say is, there's, he has a little bit of a knee issue right now. It's not great. See, it's, he's had some good moments in camp. Other stuff you hear, they need more consistency from him. It's not a great look. You don't want to hear that kind of stuff necessarily. I'm still going to hold to my, I think Njoku's going to be good because I love his team. I love his offense. He's on, again, that's another one of the things I kind of, I like the offense. Ingram's I don't. But yeah, maybe Ingram does become just the only guy they can throw the ball to. That's pretty much what happened two years ago, right, in his rookie season where he really looked great. They just didn't have anybody else to throw the ball to. And so you have uh, Ingram, um, what, sixth, I believe? Mm, I do. Okay. So consensus, he is fifth, actually. ADP, he's fifth. Expert consensus, he's fifth. Najoku, ADP is ninth. You had a eighth, right? And expert consensus is tenth. So I'm way, okay. way up on the Joker. Okay. That, that was the one that surprised me, and it's not because I don't like the guy. He is an insane athlete. Just, it's just a very stacked team. And the thing I love about Evan Ingram as well, and I, I don't want to go overboard because you're still having you know Eli Manning throwing to you, but I, I think, once again, the reason I, I kind of like Tate when he comes back is the same reason I like Evan Ingram. You roam around in that middle of the field. Uh, he, he doesn't have to have a strong arm to get you the ball. You know, you're a bigger body. You can box people out. So I think a lot more balls are going to come his way. Not to mention, um, when OBJ was down and hurt in New York, Evan Ingram did very, very well. I mean, so I don't think that his departure actually hurts him. I think it helps him, which Mm -hmm. in every other part of the offense, you could probably make the argument that it it hurts. OBJ leaving hurts him. But even in uh, 2017, after OBJ went down, I mean, Ingram recorded 722 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he had a big year for a touch or for a for a tight end. So I I like that. I do I do worry about New York, but I think he might be the one that is a little impervious to their their woes because I think he is the safe valve option for a lot of them. But I, I did still have him below the other ones because I think touchdown upside is a lot higher for OJ and uh, and Hunter Henry. All right, let's go to number eight. Eric Ebron, seventh for you, eighth for me. I don't love putting him there. Still don't buy it. This, I don't honestly. I don't buy it. I don't hundred percent buy it because maybe I should. I should probably lower him to like sixteenth. I'm. No, no, no. Yeah, it feels wrong. Well, okay, <laughs> he's not good. I don't think he's very good. I think he. <laughs> I think he got lucky. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't have any so, problem with that. But how many touchdowns do you think he had, he's going to score? He had thirteen last no, year. No, God, crazy. he's going to have like seven tops. Okay, even if he got seven though. He's, where, yeah, he's going to still be. Where does that rank him? Probably. <laughs> right right about here. Probably, probably about right there. Let's see. Let me see if I can look at like anybody that's similar. So he had 66 for 750 last year since so the 13 touchdowns jumped him. So what was that? Okay. 66 for 750. Okay, if you look at like Austin Hooper, who went 71 for 660 even, but only four touchdowns, he was still the seventh. So, yeah, he's going to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Don't like him. Yeah. They don't I, have to like him. You don't make, you don't exactly. make me like him. It's because I ranked him where he is. Jack Doyle, I hope. Come on, Jack. No. Please just take over the job. 100%. Yeah, show show happen. people who Eric Ebron really is. <laughs> well, I mean, he wasn't dropping balls like he was in Detroit. So Of course he wasn't. Yeah, he's athletic enough. He's got a quarterback, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so Eric Ebron, yeah, yeah I, I don't – his numbers could decrease 
It, well, big time. Um, I amazing. Would, honestly, this, he is. But I'm not. I'm not picking him. And this is what I love. You can get him at a huge discount. Yeah. No one is expecting him to repeat. I don't. I don't see a world if he stays healthy. There's not a world where he doesn't end in the top ten. You have a dollar player or someone you can get at the last round that is going to be a top ten guy and has touchdown upside. That's all you can ask at the tight end position. And that's why I end up with him on a couple of my teams. It's usually him or Nujoku if I'm waiting on tight end. Um, but yeah, I do I believe in this? I don't even know. I, I don't think Doyle is going to take that much away from him, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I think everyone is kind of overplaying that. Um, they do have a lot of weapons. Maybe we'll go down. But hey, man, he, he was great in the, in the red zone. I got to give him his props. And there's just tight end is weak. That's what it comes down to. Once again, tight end is very, very weak. All right, so at number nine, we actually had Jared Cook, both of our number nine player, I believe. And, okay. <laughs> I, so, I so, so Jared Cook, you know what? He probably ends up as a top 10 guy, right? Most likely. The thing is, I don't trust it on a week-to-week basis. It's a new, but it's, okay. I don't even care that he's, what team he's, I don't even care that he's on the Saints. He's, he's always been a talented player that there's no doubt about that. He's a talented guy. He's been a talented guy. He's just not a consistent guy and he will have some monster weeks and then he will just give you nothing. Just nothing. Did you pull up Did you pull up yeah. his game log? Okay. Yeah. What's it look like there? So, uh, here we go. So he starts out with a monster week, right? And this is what got everyone really excited. He went he went nine receptions for 180 yards, and everyone lost their minds. Then he comes back down to earth, four receptions for 49, five for 31, eight for 110, and two touchdowns. Now we're like, oh, it's for real. It's for real. Comes right back, four for 20, two for 10, <laughs> two games in a row. Yeah. Then four for 74 with a touchdown, wonderful. Two for 20, terrible. Four for 52, three for 31 in touchdown, two for 32 in a touchdown, seven for 100 in a touchdown, seven for 116, and then he completely disappears in the last three games, mm-hmm. 23 yards, 20, 28. So yeah. very up and down. At the end of the season, it's a very good numbers. It looks great. It really does. And you know what? He didn't have a bad season. He had a very good season, by far his best. His best, yes. You just can't trust it on a week-to-week basis, and it just bothers me. But I still put him here because I think – I don't know why I put him here. <laughs> he, I guess he, well, because he belongs. I guess he does belong. Yeah, but he's on I a mean, team that does use the tight I end. I mean, we've seen this. We've seen, we've seen Tennessee Titan Jared Cook do this. We've seen St. Louis Ramton Jared Cook do this. We saw this Jared Cook in the for the Packers that one year in the playoffs. All of a sudden, this guy is talented. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, Drew Brees is what he needs to become consistent. That's where I'm gonna maybe that could be. I'm not gonna say it's not possible maybe it's just quarterbacks because i mean when he played for the titans i don't even know who his quarterback was back in the you know i don't remember who his quarterback was in the Probably titans back in like 2000. i don't even know if it was after that so it would have been um jake locker was uh, his quarterback yeah, for okay. last season that's it's like brutal. it's like those seasons with with the rams who i mean who, who was he playing with with the rams he was like uh i think he had like the nick Foles, case keenum mm-hmm. those kind of guys and then he did get, you know, Rodgers, but he was he didn't play the full season. Then Derek Carr wasn't great. Drew Brees, Drew Brees is by, I mean, yeah, Rodgers was great, but he didn't play the full season. Drew Brees, for a full season, maybe that's where it worked for him. I'll give him that. And you know what? It's not a bad price. No, I mean, and we still have ranked in the top ten. Uh, okay, this is my thing about Jared Cook and the reason why I don't have him ranked above anyone else, but I do have him ranked here. He's on a, he's on a good team with a good quarterback. He is a very athletic guy. 
every time, I mean, he's been in the league for 10 years. We've heard this every single year about how athletic this guy is, how wonderful he is. One other time he's crept into the top 10. That was 2013 when he was on St. Louis. 2013. There was, I mean, since then he played, was it five more years? And only one of them he didn't play a full season. So last year he finally blew up and he, yeah. he was ranked the fifth best tight end. And I think that is, you know, on a very dysfunctional Raiders team that had no one else to throw to. Yep. So it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. And I'm not talking about, you know, bouncing around a little bit. It's bouncing around a lot. He went from the 10th ranked to the 14th to the 31st, 35th, 15th, 5th. But what, what I'll say then about this, though, is no one after this is any kind of consistent either. So, I mean, I don't even like to talk about these rest of the guys. I honestly don't. So it's because it's none of them have great numbers. Their stats are just all over the place. The next guy is actually another tie we had, um, Austin Hooper, Vance McDonald. Austin Hooper, you think, okay, you think consistency, but truly is he's consistently mediocre, really. He doesn't, but at the end of the year, he ends up being ranked. He should be, he's ranked up here. And his, his highest yardage last season was 77. That's it, 77 was his biggest game. He only had four touchdowns. I mean, even catch-wise, I guess it, it, he had 10 catches one game, he had two nines, and then the rest were like five or under. So, you know, it adds up at the end of the year. If you stay healthy and you play, you're going to be kind of up there, mm-hmm. right? It's – I don't really like to draft him, though. I just kind of find it where it's – you're going to – you you know you're going to be looking for somebody else because it's just – he had three for 24, five for 59, three for 23, one for 19. Like, you're just going to be like, eh, I'm just – then he finally gets to nine for 77, which in standard still only seven points, 7.7. Vance McDonald, I guess, might be a little more interesting just because – Maybe he takes some of the targets. Maybe he takes some of the catches that are vacated by Antonio Brown. I'm not quite sure it goes that way. I like we 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 kind of believe James Washington will step up a little bit. But even if it's not all James Washington, James Washington and Dante Moncrief are gonna you know take up a lot of those Brown targets. It's really not gonna. And so what? McDonald to get maybe some of the Jesse James targets. It's maybe a little more exciting just because you don't quite know how it'll work out. But not. Ex- I'm really not like terribly interested in it. I know some people are hyping up Vance a little bit more. I'm just... Yeah, I'm, eh. I'm not overly excited, but I do understand I, why, how yeah. they got there. So this one makes sense to me, even though I don't... I'm not overly hyping him up, but he had 50 catches last year. I mean, say if you got another 15, you're running the hunt with a lot of these other tight ends. Uh, 610 yards, and you had all those other people take, soaking up targets. He runs extremely hard after the catch, which is a lot of fun to watch. That's how he kind of got known when he bowled a couple of guys over. And only four touchdowns. So there's nothing that screams that he outproduced what he should have done. I just think he was safe. He did what he was supposed to do. He caught mm-hmm. it when he was supposed to. He played in that offense. And now you give him more chances to soak up targets. And you know, and he's the clear-cut number one tight end now. So all that is leading in the right direction. So um, I, I understand why he is near that, that top ten and why he's in the conversation with a bunch of guys that have never been consistent themselves. So this one makes sense to me, but we haven't seen it yet. We'll go on to number 12, which ended up being Trey Burton. You're 12, my 14th. He's, he's hurt right now. He's come back from injury yet. Um, it's <laughs> like again, it's, it's, this is more of a potential play. We, we, it was last year too. Yeah. What else is there to say? This is just completely just the player seems like he could be good, but we really hunt. Do we honestly know? Or do we still just think, oh, he threw a touchdown in the Super Bowl? 
two years ago. Right. He's one of these guys that has around 50 catches, 600 yards, yeah. four to, you know, five yep. to six touchdowns. There's a lot of these guys around. Yeah. We're hoping because he's younger. He is. Yeah. Chicago went out and got him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually think you're hoping that Trubisky actually gets better, but I feel like they have more guys that catch touchdowns now. I feel like you have Tariq Cohen, obviously. Allen Robinson should be healthy. Uh, Anthony Miller has another year under his belt. Taylor Gabriel is still around. There is a ton of people that can catch touchdowns, so I don't I don't see his production. I don't see that there's a shining light leading him to you know in the right direction. I, I like him because he's probably a little more athletic and a little more usable than other guys, but this is where I get where I don't see upside for him, and I really I don't want to get this far down before I draft. Then move on to number 13, Greg Olson. Coming back from injury, one last go at it, maybe. So maybe you get a guy who is good. <laughs> maybe he's old Greg Olson, but injuries for two straight years kind of makes me feel like it's not going to be that. Uh, yeah, I, I have very serious doubts about this, but if he does return to form... It's a, it's a steal. It's man. an unbelievable steal because the years before that, five five years before... The last two, he, just, he was hurt. He played seven games and then nine games. The five years before that, he played the entire season, and he ranked in the top ten every single time. Mm-hmm. Sixth, seventh, fourth, fourth, second. And then the injury occurs, and he just completely falls off. Do I really believe that an older tight end is going to work that hard to get back to that place? Not really. But if he does end up playing the entire time, him and Cam are great together. Um, you know, He's one of those that uh, is kind of a sneaky pick. Yeah. Is, you know, I'm kind of looking at him as a waiver. So, number 14 is Kyle Rudolph. We've kind of lowered ourselves on Rudolph. Okay, this is a guy who, over the last three seasons, has finished third, sixth, and ninth as a tight end. But, I feel, okay, so in 2016, he had 83, he had 132 targets, 83 catches, 840, and seven touchdowns. And we're like, okay, maybe there's something there, but that's a lot of targets to really still only finish <laughs> third. And they've gone way down. They're only 81 and 82 the last two years. He's just a guide at this point. They did draft a tight end, Irv Smith Jr., who they might use a little bit. Diggs and Thielen are going to get a lot of catches. It's he's gonna he's a 60, 600 guy, right? With four to six touchdowns. Yeah, that's what it feels like. There might be. He's probably decently safe though. If you completely just hundred percent wait on tight end, and you're just going to get him like in a last round or in an auction for a dollar. I'm fine with you picking up Rudolph and just basically Rudolph's the guy you pick up before you figure out who the breakout guy is that's on the waivers. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? It's like it's that one. So I'm I'm fine with it. Not excited about it. You're definitely not as excited about it. You have him ranked down at 17th item 12. So we had a little bit of a discrepancy there. I just yeah. You're done with him. You're just I, I am he's, I, okay. I think there's too it, many other people well, catching the ball in Minnesota. And right you now. see the ranks, like he ends up there decent, but it's more of a you just it, that's that's a because he's gonna play and he right. he ends up there. It's just not a week to week basis. Isn't I think you said it perfectly when if I took him at, at twelve and this is no yeah. shade at where you have him because I think yeah. that's probably accurate. Yeah. But if I'm if I'm going down there, I'm definitely grabbing. If I'm picking him up, thinking I'm I got to find someone else, I'm just gonna try someone else. That's where I'm at. I get it. I get it. And you might go with, I mean, even though rookies don't do much, you might go with Hawkinson or something. Just why not? Yeah, or try him, I might try pick fan. like I might pick Mike Gasecki, even though we're way up on Gasecki, because just because hey, you just don't know. And Dallas Goddard even take a shot. Yeah, so I don't want to overhype Dallas Goddard because he is going to be the number two tight end on a team. But if Ertz got hurt, 
If I think, but even if Ertz doesn't get hurt, I think that Dallas Goddard has a legitimate chance to be a playable tight end with the way that the Eagles play. I think he is. He proved himself last year. I don't really. I'm not overly. I don't really like the wide receivers that the Eagles have. I think by the middle of the year, Dallas Goddard is going to be one of Wentz's favorite targets. They're going to run more tight two tight end sets. This is completely me overthinking it, maybe. But if I really have to say, do I really believe in Aguilar? No. Do I really believe in Deshaun Jackson? Absolutely not. <laughs> do I believe in Elshon Jeffrey if he can stay healthy? Kind of. I mean, I kind of like the fact that they, they picked up Whiteside, a, a rookie. But Dallas Goddard is the real deal. He's legitimate. And if you have him on your team, I think you can use him. It's a little scary. I'm waiting a few games to really figure out what how they're going to play it just yep. to see if my instinct is correct. And then, heaven forbid, anything happens to Ertz, and oh my gosh, you have a top three guy. And I think they would still use him the same way they use Zach. Yeah, I think so. I think they 100% would. So I really love grabbing him, even though it is a very risky play. But if you're already down this far, I'd much rather take the risk than... Our number 15 player, Jordan Reed. Yeah, well, he, he's another risky play that's so, yeah. kind of sneaky. So Jordan Reed's right? number 15. I feel like Olsen, Reed, yeah. and Goddard are kind Reed, of in the wait-and-see camp. Reed's always been the guy who, like, you know, if he stayed healthy, he'd be way up there. And, and yes, that was the case in, like, 2014, 15, and 16. The numbers he put up in those in those games, like 2015, where he had 87 catches for 952 and 11 touchdowns. Played 14 games. He really, wow, he was a good player. And then in 2016, he only played in 12, but at 66 for 686 and 6. And that's only in 12. That's not the 66, 606 guy in 16. He was it in 12. And then 2017, he only played six games. Last year, though, he plays 13, which is his second most he's ever played. But yet, in those 13, he only had 54 catches for 558 and 2. Maybe it's just done. Maybe the injuries have caught up to him. I don't trust him to stay healthy either, but maybe they kind of caught up to him. He's not the same player he was. He was extremely talented. He was one of the most talented tight ends out there. He just couldn't stay healthy. And okay, if he's able to play a full season, he'll end up probably as a top ten guy. But he's he's looks like he's. And I don't trust it. I don't. But I don't mind drafting Jordan Reed at the end of a draft either. Again, it's like the Kyle Rudolph thing to me. I don't mind it. I'm fine with whoever you get there. I'm fine if you want to go young guy. I'm fine with it. it I. He got me to buy in a little bit last year. Not like I, I was the one. I'm like the streaming tight end guy, and I I trusted Jordan Reed sort of and started him in a playoff game, and he goes out and gets hurt. I don't even know if it was a playoff game. It might have been the game before the playoffs, and he goes out and gets hurt. Just actually, I think it was. I think it was first round playoffs. Yeah. This one said it. I think <sighs> I think his career kind of uh, got away from him to no fault of his own. He was a really talented guy, but I think he, for a veteran player like this, this is one of them that I would actually listen to. What coaches are saying, the the preseason talk, all that. If you if that stuff is positive and talking about healthy and and talking about he looks more explosive, then maybe I, I take a shot at him because I think that is. I mean, that's okay, relatively like, hel- hel- helpful. Here's Charlie Casserly on Jordan Reed. I think he's back. Well, Redskins tight end Jordan Reed feels more explosive with toe injury behind him. It looks like Jordan Reed's explosion has returned. Maybe yeah. that would be awesome. And I mean, I, honestly, I would go and I would. I, I literally have no. I haven't really looked into Jordan Reed. He's burnt me too many times. Jordan but, Reed a standout day at first Redskins training camp practice. He's one of the. If I see him, I hear that. Great. I'm gonna actually look like look for him a little bit. If I find a video or if I see him in preseason, he looks good then that is something to keep in the back mm-hmm. of your mind. 
But until I actually see it, until I hear it from people that I, I believe, because I think that one I felt like was a little wishy. Like I felt like that was just Jay Gruden on Jordan Reed. He looks phenomenal right now. Jordan Reed is pain free and confident. Redskins Jordan Reed looks healthy. Jordan Reed, it feels good to be out here. Why does why is Gruden talking Jay about Gruden, him? Jay Gruden. Oh, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. His like, coach. What? His coach. Yeah, I was like, I, I was so, thinking uh, <laughs> Are all those headlines getting a little excited? Jordan Reed looks like his usual self. That little bit. Jordan I mean, Reed rounding in form. I still don't think that he is a top seven guy, right? He shouldn't ever be thought of that way, but anymore. God, I'm getting a little excited. Yeah, but I would look into him. <laughs> I would. Why not? Find out. All right. I think I'll do it for tight end talk. We're done with the rankings now. That's it. Rankings are over. Done. So, I'm not, honestly, I'm not the t- both biggest fan of ranks because it, it's, it's a fluid situation, especially in drafts, too. But uh, we'll have a lot more coming up as we try to get ready for the drafts. I'm not 100% sure what we'll be talking about next week. We'll, you know, try to figure out all kinds of stuff for you, help you out. Sleepers, breakouts again, maybe who knows. Talk about all kinds of strategies. Get you ready for the drafts, which are almost here. But we'll talk to you guys next time.